0: Hi guys, and welcome to the Healthified Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah McLaughlin, holistic health coach, writer, and wellness entrepreneur who has, for over 15 years, delved deeply into my passions of nutrition and health. Before we get started, this episode of Healthified is brought to you by Gratisfied, a natural foods company I launched in order to make a more impactful change in the packaged food space. We offer gluten-free, primarily grain-free, and dairy-free granola, nutrition bars, and baking mixes. Everything has been created with real food nutrition, blood sugar balance, and metabolic science in mind. For a discount off of any gratified products, visit gratified.com and use the promo code healthified at checkout. Also, if you're enjoying listening to this podcast, I would be so grateful if you could scroll down and submit a rating or review. Five stars is awesome and very much appreciated, but of course, honest feedback is also welcome. So today marks my first solo episode, actually. And I am so excited to be here in this way. And I am literally just snuggled up on my couch with a microphone. My son Mason is napping and I'm just going to chat. Um, So if the sound is weird, just know that that is why. I think normally someone who would do an episode like this would record in a closet or something, but I literally don't have a closet big enough for me to sit in. So this is what I'm working with. And also my dog is snoring right beside me. So this has always been a dog friendly podcast. So if you hear that, that's what that is. Um, Just a little background noise for you. Um, So for the past three years, I don't even know if you've noticed that I had to take a little bit of a break from the podcast. But the way that I have rolled out these episodes is to kind of batch a bunch of interviews ahead of time. And then I release them one week at a time, kind of in seasons. And this has worked really well until about the start of September a few months back. Um, I was just feeling really burnt out and I needed to take a break. And that shows growth, you guys, because in the past, I probably would have made myself push through. Um, But I gave myself permission to slow down. I was in a little bit of a transitory time, which I'll speak to in a little bit. Um, And I told myself that when I was ready to start the podcast up again, not knowing if that was ever going to be the case that I would. And here I am. So my son, Mason, who is a little over two years old, um, started a a three-day-a-week preschool in mid-September. And for two years, we had this amazing nanny. Shout out to Tiana. I don't know if she's ever listened to this podcast, even though I've encouraged her to. Um, I am forever grateful for her because she really helped make the transition into motherhood so much more manageable for me. And I know it is such a privilege to have help in that way. Um, And kudos to all the mamas out there that don't have childcare because, whoa, it is a lot. Um, A role that obviously comes with its joys, but also its challenges. I'm not complaining, but, you know, it's just the nature of the beast. Um, But I digress. So being able to have her help since Mason was like seven or eight weeks old was such a gift to me and it really allowed me to stay in my entrepreneurial spirit for the past two years. Um, But with the transition to Mason being in preschool and Tiana no longer around, it just kind of created this shift in so many ways, like in our routine, my flexibility, my energy, what I could accomplish in a day, And I think the biggest one that I'm even afraid to admit is my ambition and drive. And they say that motherhood changes you. And that's just so true. And it's something that I kind of like brushed off when people told me that when I was pregnant. Um, But I never really saw the change in priorities aspect coming. And I've been an entrepreneur for 10 years. And my drive and ambition and intrinsic motivation to make something of myself has never really waned. Um, And for those of you that know me or you know you're watching my work or you know gratified in that company and you're looking at it from afar you might be like wait what um because from the outside it might not seem as if i have slowed down at all but i assure you guys like even just in the past few months the flow of my work week feels very different and i just feel really different so all of that being said there is this voice in my head that still whispers to, to keep going and I heard it so clear the other day with regards to this podcast and my love of writing and call it my inner voice, my intuition, what have you. You've probably heard me speak about listening to your intuition in the past. I talk a lot about it in my Counting Colors online course. But ever since I found out what my intuition was about eight years ago, because I really didn't know that we had one, um, I've really tried to tap into it, listen to what it has to say and trust in its messages. So again, here we are. And I am a very reflective person. And with this most recent transition, I have been in a very reflective space. And I just felt kind of called to share a little bit more on this platform. Like, I will be completely honest. Like, every time I log into Instagram, I'm completely overwhelmed. Like, the video format is just not my jam. I've tried to, like, do reels in the past. And I've, you know, definitely published them on my accounts before but like I just you know I don't enjoy it like I'm a photography person um and so just continuing with the podcast and especially writing on my blog if anyone ever reads blogs anymore like it just makes a lot of sense for me and just makes me feel very aligned and hopefully like I'll still be able to tap into that original intention of why I started those things in the first place which was just to kind of like inspire and share information in this realm of health and wellness um but you know with the podcast like it can be a lot of work to continue to book guests and to interview and especially since my time isn't as flexible as it has been for the past 2 years and even you know before Mason was born um i just thought you know it would probably be a good idea to throw some solo episodes into the mix and so if you like this format or if you don't like this format please let me know i'd love feedback because at the end of the day like i said i share this information for you so I want to know what is resonating and what is not. And you can always just DM me on Instagram at health Um, I'm very responsive and I love getting messages. So I had a few different ideas for my first solo episode, but I thought it would be really fun to share a little bit more about my entrepreneurial journey since it is so tethered to the health and wellness space. And it was very timely because it was about 10 years ago, exactly this time that I got fired from my last nine to five job in which I was working for somebody else. And I remember it so well, it was Halloween 2013. And while it was really devastating to me at the time, I'm just another cliche when I say like looking back on it, it was the best thing that could have happened to me. So for anyone out there that might be struggling in the realm of career, feeling lost or ungrounded, I wish I could encourage you to just use the hindsight perspective. This is your sign. To just use the hindsight perspective now and know that it's happening for a reason. And one day you will look back, and even if you can't declare that it was the best thing that could have happened, you might be able to realize why your story unfolded in that particular way. So let me back up, and I'm going to wake back way up to about 2010, which is the year that I graduated from grad school. I got my master's in elementary education as so I wanted to be a teacher. Unfortunately, the education sector was still experiencing the aftermath of the depression and schools were firing teachers and not really hiring them. So I actually never found a teaching job um, and I had to ironically fall back on my economics degree and I applied for a job on a whim at bb which is a corporate bank here in downtown Richmond. It doesn't exist anymore, I think, um, but to this day, like I still don't know why they hired me. Um, I mean, I was as green as it gets. And true story, I literally had to Google what is the stock market before I even went in to my interview. And yes, like I know I was an economics major, um, but in terms of like that real world stuff, like I just didn't get it. (laughs) Um, But I think I was just so eager to get the job and my like eagerness and my greenness actually played into my favor and they did tell me after the fact that I interviewed really well. So anyway, no need to go down that road, but it just landed me in a really unfulfilling corporate job. Um and because I was so unfulfilled, I majorly needed an outlet. So I started my first healthy living blog in the spring of 2012. I still think about it. It was called Sarah Smiles from the Hall and Oats song. Um and from my very first post, like I Absolutely loved it, and it was the first time I experienced what I now know as flow state. Because y'all, I am not a night owl; like I could literally go to bed at eight p.m. But when I was blogging, like the time would pass like it was nothing, and I would look up and it would be eleven p.m. And since I still had the corporate job, the only time I had to blog was in the morning and the evening, or what's kind of called the fringe hours. So I'd wake up early, I'd work on a post, I would get home in the evening, and I would work on a post and. I was writing about healthy recipes, workouts, and just other random lifestyle things. And since it was also during a time that I was trying to become a healthier version of myself, it was just like a natural extension of what I was doing and how my habits were shifting. And this is one question that I've been asked given how much I prioritize health and wellness. And people will ask me, like, were you always this healthy? Was nutrition a big part of your upbringing, et cetera? And the short answer is, Absolutely not. I mean, I was a kid of the 80s and 90s, so I ate Lucky Charms cereal and snacked on Oreos as much as the next person. Um, I was always very active. Like I swam and played tennis growing up and I was involved in sports in high school, but I never considered it like exercise and I didn't really know what nutrition was. Like my mom always cooked homemade meals, which are amazing, but you know, it was kind of like a meat and potatoes type situation. Um, and it wasn't until college that I started to learn more about nutrition and what eating healthy actually entailed. And that can be another episode for another day. But just know that when I was blogging, like it felt like an initial experimentation into eating more real food. Um, And it was just really fun to document different recipes I was trying and how my health was improving by eating less processed foods and sugar and drinking less alcohol and getting better sleep. And it was also around the time boutique fitness started to become a thing. So I was able to post about the various workouts that I tried and blogging in that way taught me that when I find something that improves my life, I really like to share it with others in case it helps just like one person. And before Instagram and all the other social media platforms, this is just how people shared. And it was so much fun and blogging, sharing, and writing in that way has never left my heart and I guess... That would help explain why I'm sitting here recording this episode because it all comes full circle and I just, I love to be able to express my creativity in this way. So the more and more I am fulfilled by blogging, the less and less I like my corporate job and I jump on the first opportunity to leave. I followed a fellow BB&T employee to a Richmond-based natural foods company called Health Warrior, if anyone knows it. Um, It was still a very young company when I joined and there were only like three or four other people on the team. And I was hired as their Southeast sales and marketing manager. And the company revolved around chia seeds. And it was literally like also the same time that I started to eat chia seeds. So I was like, this is meant to be. Um, They sold bags of chia seeds as well as nutrition bars made with chia seeds. And I remember being so excited because it was definitely more aligned with what I was interested in. And it was a startup, so it was a risk to leave my staple job for the company, especially since I had to take a major pay cut. Um, but back then, I didn't really care. Like The company's products had just gotten a nationwide Whole Foods contract and was in a top national distributor in the country. So it seemed like a sure thing to me. Um, and it would be my responsibility to help spread the word about the products through demos and cold calling and opening new accounts. And I thought it sounded like so much fun, like almost kind of like this extension of what I'd been doing with my blog. And I could just have a little bit more of a focus with it and get paid to do it. So compared to my corporate banking job, it was really fun. Like I won't go into detail how things started to go downhill, but about eight months into the job, they did. And it was also around that time that I started to learn more about blood sugar balancing nutrition. And I had been experiencing some really annoying health issues, like nothing major, just little grievances. Like my skin was breaking out. I was feeling very bloated. I wasn't sleeping well. And I felt like I was gaining weight without any changes in my diet. And looking back on it, I know now that stress and life dissatisfaction were probably playing a role, but Mental and emotional factors were less considered back then than they are today. So I was talking to my friend, Laura Lee, about it. And some of you may know Laura Lee as Laura Lee Balanced. And she's been on this podcast twice now. And she connected me with her friend, Elisa, who was a health coach. And she was running a blood sugar boot camp, she called it. It was like this month-long course during which you know, she would educate us on all things blood sugar And it was like a group of like, I want to say like 15, 20 people, maybe, maybe there was like 30 Um, and her program, you guys, like the type of information that she told us as well as the different recipes that we were to incorporate into our daily eating was like life-changing nutritional information for me. And all of those pesky little health issues that I was dealing with started to, Abate, bait. And it was when I stopped eating gluten and dairy and majorly decreased the processed foods. I switched to more natural forms of sugar, all the while learning a little bit more about holistic health at the same time. So I felt very inspired after that program and I started to go down this kind of holistic health and wellness rabbit hole. And I stayed very connected to Elisa. I even did some virtual assistant type work for her And I myself enrolled in the Institute for Integrative Nutrition to get certified as a holistic health coach. All the while, I was still working at Health Warrior. Now, if you know me, you know that like I can't sell something if I don't fully believe in it. And that'll be about the only thing that I'll say about that. So when I say that I probably deserved to be fired on that October day 10 years ago, I mean it because I don't think that I was the most fully invested employee at the end. And I don't blame them. And we parted ways amicably for the most part. Um, that isn't to say that I wasn't terrified because I absolutely was, you know, I didn't really have parents I could fall back on or move back into their home. Um, I literally had to get really scrappy and figure out how to make ends meet. And I feel like that was my career rock bottom because it was uphill from there, but I had to kind of like take on all these odd jobs. I had to move this up from this apartment that I absolutely loved. And one of my best friends from high school, like her parents offered me their little apartment over their carriage house, um, kind of like in their backyard, which was just a saving grace Um, but I think that I needed to be pushed or forced from that job because I never would have just left otherwise. And the day that I got fired though, like I said, with my friends, parents kind of like rising up, it was almost like this supportive net started to be woven under me. So for example, the health warrior offices were on the first floor of this building in downtown Richmond. And on the second floor was this small boutique investment baking firm. And one of the partners was the dad of a girl I went to college with. And I remember it so clearly. I had to go up to his office to take back my key to the office of health warrior. And he found out what happened. And immediately he offered me a job and granted the job was like more for a receptionist type role, but I still call that man my angel and I could like cry thinking about it. Um, Because when I was going through that, and he gave me this like hourly salary job and health insurance, I literally don't know how I would have gotten through that time without that job. So I also started working part-time at the bar studio where I taught. Um, I just did whatever the owner of the studio needed from me, like administrative tasks, cleaning the studio when she was out of town, answering emails, picking up extra classes, what have you. And I loved that. And I think, That played a part in when I opened a studio a couple of years later, which I'll talk to in a bit. But most importantly, I started my health coaching practice, and it was called Share the Health Nutrition. And I had like two clients at a time, but I was so passionate and I was really ready to make my way in the world with this work. And I was just so grateful for anyone who wanted to work with me. And unfortunately, it was also a time that I had little self-confidence, and I think I was just so burnt out from the day-to-day hustle and grind that I didn't get very far with my business at that time. But I was growing some roots as an entrepreneur and becoming stronger because of it. So fast forward a few months, and I meet my now husband. And when I say I probably wouldn't be the entrepreneur I am today without him, I mean that so wholeheartedly. Like the first time I kind of admitted that to myself, I felt a little ashamed because, you know, I like to think of myself as a strong, smart, independent woman. And That I could have done it all my own. And maybe I could have. There's really no way to know. But I think that is what is such a beautiful thing about finding an amazing supportive partner who lifts you up and makes you believe in yourself when you otherwise wouldn't have. I mean, isn't that kind of an aspect of being human? Like in our society, we have become a species that prides itself on independence almost to the point of isolation. And this like shame around asking others for help. But in the end, like, it's my understanding that we're meant to lean on each other, ask for help, that tribal mentality, if you will. So I'm no longer ashamed to say that, that meeting my husband was such a turning point in my entrepreneurial story. And it was from there that things really started to turn around which brings me to a larger point of the positive cycle that can happen when you achieve balance in areas of your life if i was to put my health coaching hat on right now um you know those areas that did feel imbalanced that were balancing out and as a holistic health coach one of the early things we learn is that the areas of your life and health are kind of like pieces of a pie and they all come together to make up your unique sense of well-being So archaically, health was only thought of to consist of nutrition and exercise, right? And now we know that other factors such as sleep, mindfulness, stress management, job satisfaction, spirituality, relationships, creativity, self-love, these all affect your physical health as well. And the point I am trying to make is that once I felt happier in certain areas, I wasn't focusing on like relationships and career in such a negative way. I felt healthier physically, mentally, and emotionally. And it was like this law of attraction type phenomenon that started to take place. So about a year after meeting my husband, I actually got hired as a health coach by a corporation and I was able to leave my receptionist position at the investment banking firm. And after we got married later that year, my friend and I opened up a bar studio, which was the first real business I had ever started. And it was such a learning experience for me. And I not only learned what it takes to run a business, but also how to hire and manage people, different marketing strategies to both support our current community as well as draw in new clients, the power of newsletters and using social media to the business's advantage. And I owned that studio for about a little over two years. But in the end, there was that whisper telling me that it wasn't exactly the place that I needed to be. And I still had ambitions in the nutrition space And I loved recipe creating and photography and connecting with others about general health and wellness things. And I felt very distracted from the bar studio business. And in the end, it just wasn't fair to the business or my business partner. Um, So after I left the studio as owner, and I still teach there, by the way, and I always love teaching. I do so once a week. um, I went all in to building my health coaching practice for the second time around And this time I was not only more committed, but I was more confident in myself. And I was so focused and energized by the work that I was doing. And it is so clear to me when I think about that time that, you know, where focus goes, energy flows to throw in another cliche, because I slowly started attracting more and more clients and other opportunities that supported my practice like doing wellness talks at local businesses, schools, and universities. I hosted a wellness retreat and I created two online courses, which I ran a few times live and now they're available as pre recorded programs on my website. And I even got certified in yoga, which was such a profound experience for me and not only allowed me to deepen my yoga practice, but also my beliefs in holistic health. So, all of that, fast forward to the fall of 2018 and I get my cookbook deal. And the way that this came about was a bit untraditional. So typically, when you get a cookbook deal, an author has the idea for a book. She finds an agent, and the idea gets picked up by a publisher. The author gets an advance to write the book, after which he or she will spend a determinate amount of time until it's finished. And the way that this publisher worked was kind of backward. So they start with an idea, like... I think they do do it through like algorithms. So they see kind of like what people are Googling and searching for. um, And then they find an author to take the idea, kind of run with it all the while paying the author a very flat fee, like very low (laughs) flat fee. Um, And I don't necessarily agree with this process now. And if I was approached today with this deal, I probably wouldn't have taken it. And, you know, my lawyer husband would probably like he would love to tell me, I told you so. um. But again, I was very eager and it was my dream to write a cookbook. And I don't regret it for a minute because, you know, I just like loved that process. And, and the concept was for a gluten-free vegan baking cookbook. And while I loved baking and I was primarily gluten-free, I was absolutely not vegan. And the method was a bit foreign to me, Um, but fake it until you make it. And I sent in some sample recipes and a writing sample and they hired me Um, and I was just so excited I don't think that I've ever worked so hard on anything in my life and it is you know it's still available on Amazon and the title is gluten-free vegan baking for every occasion in case anyone wants to check it out I actually don't get any like royalties on that anymore but you know I still bake from it today and I love it. So since starting my Sarah Smiles blog in 2012, like writing that cookbook was the only other time that I have felt that aligned and in the flow. And I think at a certain point, you're able to look at your experiences and see how they teach you both what you love and want to do and what you don't love so much. So while I loved health coaching and I was very fulfilled from it, I think I was feeling a little bit burnout especially when I compared it to how I felt when I was working with recipes and writing and doing my food photography. So when I was wrapping up the cookbook process, I experienced that sensation of what now? Like it was the weirdest feeling because here I was a published author having just kind of like lived out a dream of mine. Like you would think that I would be like really elated and energized and like, what's next? But I was literally like, what's what now? Because Writing a cookbook had been my dream and I had achieved it. And I didn't really want to go back to health coaching because, again, burnout. And I didn't really know where to go from there. And it isn't like other publishers were knocking on my door to do another book. And while my current publisher was actually asking me to continue working with them, their deadline schedule was super aggressive. Like I had to write that whole book in like two or three months. Like I missed Thanksgiving with my family in order to stay home and like bake bread. <laughs> and I just couldn't imagine turning around and writing another whole book in like two months. Like I think that their deadline schedule for like follow-up concepts were even shorter. And I was like, no, thank you. Thank you, but no, thank you. Um, And I just had to take a break. So My husband and I were actually hashing all of this out in a hot tub in Montana over Christmas with my family that year. Um, It was like 2018, about to turn 2019. And he came up with this great idea to create a company together. And I had created a grain-free nutrition bar for the cookbook, but it was actually one of the only recipes that got cut because it required a food processor when all the other recipes didn't need any other fancy type of equipment besides an oven and i think back on how if that recipe didn't get cut gratified would probably never have been created um just one of those things so in january of 2019 my husband and i launched gratified centered around the original grain free and power bar if anyone listening knows what i'm talking about and i will say you guys like if you're an entrepreneur and you're starting something naivety plays in your favor because you don't know what you don't know. And if you didn't know, you might not start it. And I know that sounds discouraging, but I'm actually hoping you receive it as a good thing because I am a testament to one's ability to figure things out. Like I didn't know what I was doing aside from my year long stint at Health Warrior. I didn't know how to build a natural foods company, but day by day I figured it out and it definitely wasn't easy. And there were a lot of highs and lows. For example, I remember one day in particular, this was pretty early on. It was just such an emotional roller coaster. So I can remember like crying on my bathroom floor about something that had gone wrong, and then that evening my husband and I were jumping down for jumping up and down for joy about something that went really well. And I was like just kind of like, what is this? Like this is just nothing I had experienced before in the realm of career, and it was just um it was different. And th- it may sound intense, but There have been some major lessons that I've learned about myself, you know, just with gratified alone. Like, A, it taught me how to handle stress. So the littlest things that used to set me off bring me to tears and trigger major anxiety. Now I kind of just like allow it to roll off my back. Um, I learned that to freeze, panic, or get anxious hinders action. So if you just set in motion a solution to the issue... It is a lot less stressful than you may make it out to be in your mind. And I think working with my husband actually has really helped me with this because I am just an emotional person. Like, I'm sorry. I just, I receive things a little bit more emotionally. Um, I tend to just react more emotionally and I can, you know, just get into that fight, flight or freeze response more quickly. And I think that he has just exhibited a little bit more calmer reactions with gratified specifically of like, this is a business puzzle. How are we going to figure it out? And he like, and so I've just really tried to absorb some of that energy, especially when, you know, things aren't going the way that I expect them to. And second, like, I think I am someone who likes excitement in work. Like I like every day to be different and solving those puzzles and figuring things out. And I think back how I could be like a second grade teacher right now. And while I think being a teacher is a beautiful profession for so many people in the end, like, I don't think I would have been happy in a job in which I was doing the same thing day after day, year after year. Um, and there are a couple major points that I want to end this episode on. And the first one is that, you know, you've heard my story now, kind of just like a surface level glimpse of it, but, I used to have a lot of shame around my career path. And what I mean is that I feel like a malcontent, that I couldn't really stay in one place for very long. And as soon as I felt misaligned in a certain position, I just wanted to move on. And it made me feel very noncommittal. And I wanted more than anything to find something that made me feel so fully aligned that I wanted to stay. But now I don't really label my path or my desire to have a hand in different things as a bad thing it's just who i am and even with gratified like i'm about to come up on 5 years with gratified and i'm not going to lie like i'm giving myself a big pat in the back because there have been a lot of times where i've wanted to give up but it's also not the only thing i'm doing like i'm also doing the podcast and i love to write on my blog and um i do you know do the instagram thing from time to time and um I still teach bar and, you know, so it's just, it's just shown me that like as much as I've wanted to kind of have this like singular focal point, I actually, that's just not true. Like if I ask myself like, oh, is that really true? Like, would you be happy just doing one thing? the answer is no. So I think that that also kind of helps me have this level of acceptance. And my career path has clearly less been a straight line and, more of a path with stepping stones. And actually, I would analogize it to more of like a shoots and ladders game board. So like going up in one direction, coming back down the level, going up a little taller in another direction, and then kind of retracing my steps and going in a different. So I once spoke on a panel of entrepreneurs for a talk about those who pivot in their careers. And my friend Shannon had selected me um, to be one of the panel speakers because of my story um and when i spoke i kind of explained that i haven't ever really pivoted but my career has rather been this evolutionary unfolding under the umbrella of an area that lights me up so sometimes my work is more collaborative with others like managing a team or serving clients and sometimes it is more solopreneur work where i'm holed up in my home office writing or in my kitchen recipe creating or sitting on my couch in my workout clothes, recording a podcast. Um, and it has almost had to be this like delicate dance to find what fits. And again, like I used to beat myself up liking working alone, even though I have always been that way. Like I remember telling my life coach one day, I was like, I just feel like that's weird. Um, and but like i could remember in school growing up that i would have much rather finished a product project by myself than work in a team setting and for some reason i would tell myself that that wasn't normal or that i couldn't play well with others and i should like working with other people um but it's just who i am and i've accepted that and i stopped resisting that and ever since i accepted It more fully, my creativity has just really, you know, kind of started to come back and shine in full force. So I did have this aha moment relatively recently, and I was kind of feeling very distracted and scatterbrained and probably beating myself up for not feeling focused and, you know, just not feeling very like, happy in that moment. um, And I suddenly had this mindset shift of to bring this episode full circle. Like if I could tell myself 10 years ago where I would land 10 years down the road, like in a place and a position where I'm able to tap into my passions and creativity every day in the way that I do, I would have thanked my lucky stars. Like Sarah 10 years ago would see my life now and just being like, I actually get to wake up and like freely blog and podcast and um share a product that i wholeheartedly believe in like that would have been the best news ever. So i think sometimes when we're so in something we can lose perspective and just a little bit of gratitude goes a long way. And i just want to say for those people who ever needs to hear this just keep going because you never know how things will unfold. So with that, I'm going to wrap up this episode. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this reflection. I hope you got something out of it. And until next time. Thank you so much for listening to the healthified podcast and hope you enjoyed this episode. If it resonated with you, please share it with a friend or rate and review the podcast, which helps us share the health with more people for further learning. Be sure to check out the linked resources in the show notes, and you can connect with us on Instagram at healthified and at gratified until next time.